Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm doing good. The household good. has started to wake up now. Can you yeah. hear the birds? I can. I love it. <laughs> it's, I'm actually still sitting in my living room, but Morgan's got the door open. So, oh, wow. so they're just that loud. That's so funny. Huh. I don't know if I have birds here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard my mom Sunday night about, the, about those bird feeders and slinkies. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> She's <so funny. sighs> Oh, I love her. Yeah, I was just seeing your text. You asked about clicking that link again. So you, oh. did you get a new link or did you click the old I, link? I did. You got a new link. No, okay. I got a new link. Okay. I knew I sent a new link, but I wasn't sure which one you clicked. Super cool. Yep, I got it. That's awesome. Let's see what time it is right now. I need to keep track of... of where I need to cut the front of it so that um, we just oh, start okay. at the right time. Um, my son will be getting up here soon. Yeah, that's how my household is too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, before we get started, let me let people listening know I'm glad you okay. I'm glad you have joined us today. We are going to be talking with Angela Jeter, uh, who attends Souls Harbor First Pentecostal Church in Bellevue. Um, I have recorded a very simple song that I did quickly over the Thanksgiving week called thankful hashtag five things a day and if you've not heard that you can listen to that wherever you stream music youtube or apple music or wherever so um today we're talking with Ange. uh are you still with us Ange? i'm here good um so tell me about um you coming to the lord how did you how did you get on your Christian journey? Oh my goodness. So my mom was raised in church, but when she was 16, she left the Lord. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that my mom was married before, but I don't think she minds me telling that. Um, she had my brother and, um, you know, she was married, uh, was in a very good relationship. They divorced. And when my brother was two, she met my dad, who was raised Catholic all of his life. Um, they had my sister and me. And I can remember not being in church. But when I was about five years old, we moved from Kentucky back to Florida, where my mom's family was, because my parents, they were having some issues in their marriage. And basically, my mom left my dad. And my dad said, though, um, you're not, I, I'm going to be with my family. And he followed my mom to Florida. My mom had already prayed back through at my uncle's church. And over a course of time, uh, the pastor, my mom then started going to Brother Laney's church in Tallahassee. And the pastor there was playing racquetball with my dad, just being a friend and invited my dad to a Valentine's Day banquet. 
And the next Sunday, my dad went to church, walked up to the altar. They said, anybody need the Holy Ghost? My dad raised his hands, began speaking in tongues, turned around, sat back in his pew. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And of course, you know, for those of you who, who don't know Angela's family personally, Angela's mom has passed and her dad yeah. is just still faithfully at the altar oh all goodness. the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> wow oh my goodness thank you jesus i know wow so, okay yeah so beautiful. i was about seven yeah i was about seven years old uh so i'd been in church you know i was seven years old when i got the holy ghost and then we lived in tallahassee for three years and then my dad's job brought him to bellevue to souls harbor and i was so i was 11 um and that's when i really you know remember most, you know, of my life. And I've been here all of my life. I did leave for a little while, about 10 years and then came back. Um, but yeah, since I've been 11, I feel like I've been in church all my life, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I actually yeah. did not remember, um, that you were old enough to remember your parents' conversion. I, I, I just sort of assumed, I guess, I don't know if I knew or forgot or just didn't know, but I just sort of assumed that you didn't know anything, but growing up in a Pentecostal church, I didn't realize you had any memories. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I do. Um, so. All right. Tell me, um, you were telling me over the last few weeks about some things the Lord's done for your family financially. I'm like, I need, I need more people to know about this. So tell me about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I'm, I know it started with um, when we started the building fund the building program at Bulls Harbor um, a couple years ago, my husband pledged a, to me, a huge amount of money, um, you know, for that year without really me knowing, <laughs> you know, he's on the platform. I'm sitting in the pew. We're making eye contact. And I, I was a little bit upset because I'm really tight with our money. <laughs> I mean, we give to the Lord, but I was like, that is huge. And I said, I don't, you know, I take care of our finances, but I mean, he is very aware of our financial situation. I go over everything with him, but I was like, I don't know if we can make that. And then I said, um, okay, if the household can't make it, then the, his business would have to make the payment. Well, we went through that entire year. I think one time I had to ask him for money. I would pay the bills and I would, I'd had just have money left over more than, more than our pledge. That is and crazy. <laughs> Yes. And the Lord just blessed. And um, I think it was the next year. Well, so no, that was the year my husband started his brand new business. Then in 20, so that must've been 2019 and 2020, the pandemic. And I am telling you, we just, we breezed through that pandemic. We were kind of like, what pandemic? You know, we had no problems with my husband's business. Of course, with my job, I'm a nurse. Um, I had plenty of work. And plenty of um, work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, we had made a pledge that year. It wasn't as as much, but it we had made you know a pledge, and we were paying that. And then the next year, I I can't really remember. I'm getting all my years mixed up, but I know this past year, so 2022, I didn't make an actual physical pledge, and neither did he that I knew of. But I was giving. I was giving, I just didn't write it on a little piece of paper, you know? And so um, 
we talked one day and I, he said, have you been playing the pledge? I'm like, what pledge? And he said, I pledged such and such. And I said, well, you never told me, <laughs> you know? So, so I was like, okay. So we began to make this pledge. And so my husband's business, he, you know, he works for himself. He's, uh, he washes windows and does pressure washing and it's, you know, it's hard to keep employees. And he has had a few faithful employees, but here recently just some things have happened and, He's lost employees and he went through ZipRecruiter and to make a long story short, hired three different individuals, get them through training, pay them through training. Even a couple of guys gave them their money up front because they, you know, these guys needed money and then they would quit. And so, um, (laughs) (laughs) and he ended up calling ZipRecruiter is very expensive. It was something like $5,000. It was a lot of money to have no one in the end, no one. So we're trying to figure it out. My husband has work booked up through the end of the year. This started like, I don't know, August, maybe even, no, it was through the, it was through the summer because I remember we had cruise through June um, at our church. And I remember talking to some people there about what we were going through. And um, so when the last guy quit, I said, that is it. We are, every morning we are getting up, we are praying. And we're not stopping till we get an answer about what to do with this business and God providing for us. And so we started getting up every morning, praying together, reading our Bibles. And then it just turned into a wonderful time of us having coffee together and talking. We began an exercise program together. And yes, it's just been, I mean, and we have a wonderful marriage, but it's been a great bonding time for us as well. And, you know, we both have our prayer lives and, you know, I see him reading his Bible, but never together, you know, and um, so that's just been, I need to stop you here for people who are needing like (laughs) more details. So you, you wake up in the morning when you say you pray together, is that like, do you sit on a couch? Do you each find a place to kneel? Are you do you stand in the living room and hold hands? What does that look like? So he gets up a few minutes earlier than me. He gets his breakfast and his coffee and he reads his news. <laughs> I get up about 5.15. I get my coffee. We sit. I drink my coffee. I read my Bible. He reads his Bible. We read it on our phone. Um, and then I'll, you know, after a few minutes and we've woke up, I'll say, okay, you ready? <laughs> I say, you ready? And they'll say, yeah. And I sit on the couch and he, he can't just sit because he'll fall asleep. (laughs) So he'll kneel, he'll either kneel in the chair in front of me or he'll walk, you know, the living room Mm -hmm. and pray. And we just pray out loud, you know, with, you know, just in the room. And um, we just kind of know, you know, it's about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes that we pray because okay. I'm not on any real schedule with my job. The Lord has blessed me. Mm. Um, yes. And so, um, you know, and then we snuggle on the couch for a few minutes and talk and then we go work out in the garage and then we change and go to work. Oh and- my goodness. Thank you. I know. Thank you for describing that in, in such clear detail. I know there are couples that need to know what that looks like. And I really appreciate you telling me that. 
Okay. So, so then after you were like, okay, we're going to be praying about this every day. And then what was the outcome? Actually at that time, he, that was, he was on his third person. I think we had started praying. It was like our second day into praying and that guy quit. (laughs) And I was like, Lord, we just started praying. What is going on? So we were at a church function and I, he was talking to someone at the church and he came home and he said, you know, I think that guy was asking me for a job. And I said, well, did you ask him? And he was like, well, no. And I'm kind of a push in our marriage. He's a little more laid back than me and I'm very vocal. And so the next, I think it was, um, it must've been, this is that because I seen the wife and I went and sat down talking to her and I was telling her about our situation again. We were just all talking about business. And she said, well, you know, my husband would love to work for your husband. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I just got chills and I told her, I said, we have been praying. And this man, you know, he's an older, not old, he's younger than me, but he's not a teenager. And I just knew he would be faithful. And then he had been working with my husband for a couple of weeks. Um, and then he came to my husband and he said, I forgot that I had went on an interview before I took this job and they've called me for a second interview. And he says, I, I need to go on this interview. And Chris came home and told me, and I was like, that is it. <laughs> the business is over. <laughs> and then the, the man came back a couple of days later, we just kept praying. And he said, you know, I'm not even going to go on that second interview. I'm not leaving here. I'm staying with you. And so I know, I mean, the Lord has been faithful and we've been given our pledge this whole time through, you know, through all of this. And God kept us even with those guys leaving and and all of that. We've had work. Our customers have been understanding, you know, because Chris had to call them and say, hey, I have to reschedule your job. I don't have any men, you know, and we haven't skipped a beat, you know. Oh, thank God. Thank God. And you, you know, you, if I remember correctly, you are the one who does uh, the finances in your family. Is that correct? Right. That's right. So you, and you know, you've even said on this call, like you thought the, an amount was too much, but you, you and I have had conversations before where you directly tie not just the sustaining of the Lord, but the increase, the blessings to your giving. Yes, yes, absolutely. And because, I mean, we just didn't know. I mean, I, I, (laughs) every dollar has a name and to the penny, I know where our money goes and I would pay the bills and I would say, Lord, I, every, it come always is cast the balance to zero. Every dollar has a name. And I said, where is this money coming from? We were getting checks in the mail. We were, you know, his customers were giving him huge tips. It was just coming from, I, I don't know where, you know. And then I also believe, like, I worked the COVID unit. And I made, you know, very good money during that time. And I signed, you know, I signed up. I didn't have to do that. But, you know, I feel like, well, the Lord, you know, that's still the Lord's provision in some ways. You know, I mean, I just believe, yeah, I believe and, and sustaining a business through a pandemic, that's just incredible, you know, incredible, but 
Incredible. Yeah. I think he had one person tell him to wear his mask, um, you know, <laughs> and he he did just fine. He did fine. So, yes, I mean, we got furniture, new furniture for our living room during 2020. <laughs> um, I mean, just blessings. Just, yeah, just amazing blessings. We were, I recently bought a, a new car, a 2020 car that I do not have a payment on. Um, <laughs> yep. Oh my I just, yep. And we gave to the Lord and I had, and I had more, I was able to save, you know, and we've gone on vacations and, you know, I'm not going and buying designer shoes, <laughs> right? you know, but I, I definitely don't do without, you know, right. we You're don't not, do without yeah. whatever, yeah. yeah, whatever I need to sustain my family I have yeah sustain so. even in the sense of emotionally and going and doing oh. and making memories together like like that's amazing yes yeah our marriage has just been it's just been wonderful the Lord has done so many things in my mind and in my spirit I mean I was struggling there for a while even spiritually I think during that time when he made that pledge, part of it was because I was just, you know, <laughs> I ain't given that much money. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, been been there, felt that. I totally understand. Yep. You know, and now I'm just like, okay, whatever, sure, you know, because I know. And and I'll say, even when I didn't make this last pledge, even though I seen the Lord, you know, Chris said, Angela, how can you've been given testimonies? How can you not give? You know, the Lord's going to give back. And I'm like, I know, but it hurts. <laughs> so, so did you end but, up once you realized that you hadn't written down a specific thing? Did you end up doing that or he had written? It I down? did. I, he said he wrote it down. I even called Brother Donnie uh, Curry, who, you know, right, I believe keeps records. That. Yeah. And I said, I said, do you have a pledge, you know, for that we gave? And, and to be honest, he never got back with me. I mean, the man is super, super busy. Um, but I was, I didn't worry about it. I was like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to give, right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. You already you know, saw so. the benefits of doing it. So you were going to do it anyway. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. tell me, tell me, um, tell me you, you, you mentioned the Lord, touching you in your marriage. And, and then when we were talking yesterday, you had two or three things that you were saying, the Lord said this, the Lord said that, the Lord said this. Tell me something else that, that you really feel like the Lord did a, a great work in. Oh my goodness. So um, for those that don't know, I am divorced. Um, I was married for eight years and then it, it took a couple more years for our divorce and things to you know, be final. Um, I bet I have two beautiful children through that. And um, my ex-husband is a wonderful father to my boys and we are able to parent them together. And the Lord is blessed in that way. Um, it wasn't that way at first. It was difficult, but the Lord has helped us and, um, you know, it's, it's worked out, but it's still, divorce is not a, a beautiful thing at all. And it's definitely not oh, something I would want someone to go through. And my goodness, if you cannot get divorced, if you can stay, it's, 
and and I say that I mean I hate I hate saying that you know I've said that to my husband and who's probably like oh my goodness well that makes me feel horrible but you know um it takes two though it really takes two yeah. to make it I make I, it work. I always tell people you know God hates divorce he doesn't hate the, right. the divorced people but God hates divorce because he loves humans and right. it doesn't matter what right quote unquote right people have to divorce or you know it didn't none of that matters ultimately because even if you are so right it is so painful for everybody that the the fall of it and the trying to live again after and that's right. why i believe god hates divorce because he loves humans right yeah. yes absolutely but anyway, so um, I got, I, I moved back home and, um, which is Bellevue. Um, and um, after about two years, I, Chris grew up in this church. We actually kind of grew up together, but I am eight years older than him. And it's funny. I don't really remember him. You know, I do remember his brothers, but I don't have very many memories of him. He's a very quiet person. <laughs> and was a very quiet child um but we through different you know anyway we started liking one another and courting and then we got married it was just the most amazing love story ever um but all i have ever wanted growing up all i ever wanted was to be a mom and have children and serve god and that's all all I ever wanted. And I would come and I would see these couples and I would be like, Lord, why? This is all I ever wanted. I just want to be married and serve the Lord. And I am telling you, as soon as I got married and, it, and you know, Chris is just the most amazing person. As soon as I got married, I felt the devil start attacking me. And I believe it was an attack on our marriage. He attacked me in my body. Um, I was starting to get sick before we got married, but then it was huge. And sickness alone can hurt a marriage. It's difficult because all you when you ha when you hurt, you can't think about anything else. You can't be nice to people. You <laughs> you hurt, you know. Right. And yeah. it was just difficult. I was I was difficult. And then I had, you know, I didn't want to go to church. I, and I have never had those thoughts in my mind. I've never wanted to leave the Lord. And I just, I just was bitter and angry. God, why, why did I go through this divorce? Why did you give me this amazing marriage? And now that I have everything I want, I am hurting and in pain. And I just, I was so angry and, um, and I would go to church and I would feel nothing nothing. And I, you know, I even told you, I don't want to be in the choir. I, why am I sitting here? Why? You know, I just felt like, and you told me, you know, you have to, because if you don't have that one thing to keep you connected, it's so much easier to just step away yeah. and you're right. But I would go and I would just, I didn't, you know, they would say, oh, God is good and God can do this and God can do that. And I would, I just really would just sit there and go, really, you know, right. <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, it was awful, yeah. but, um, you know, so, but let me tell you through my sickness, my husband never, ever said, you know, what is wrong with you? You know, 
what, you know, he never, he was so supportive of me. Everyone around me was very supportive. <laughs> very supportive. I love Chris. He's so and, wonderful. Oh, he's amazing. And, but you know, we, that was difficult in our marriage. And then I battled just a lot of things in my mind. Um, he had been married before and that, you know, I knew that before you got married and it never bothered me. And then as soon as we got married, things just started coming up in my mind that I would wrestle with. And I don't hide things very well. It comes up in my face <laughs> and it comes up in my attitude. And my boys would say, mom, are you not feeling good? Or, you know, even my husband would say, are you in a bad mood? You know, what's going on? And I would just, you know, not even communicate well, but just be angry. Well, I know. I remember and, also, you didn't even want to admit that you were, no. yeah, you didn't like yourself being that way. You didn't want to admit that you even no. had those thoughts. Right. And I got to the point, I don't, I'm not going to, I don't want to say that I wanted to ever in my life, but I got to the point, I it was so bad. I was so depressed that I just said, I told my husband, I said, if the Lord wanted to just, if I was in a car accident and he took my life today, I'm ready to go. My children will be fine. You'll be fine. I'm just done. I'm in the battle in my body and in my mind and depression. And I, and I still know it was the devil because I would be, I'd be fine at work. And as soon as I would leave, I would literally feel like a black cloud. That's the only way I could explain it. Like this black cloud just come over me. And I would, it was like, I would walk through that door of my house and I was a different person. And it was like Jekyll and Hyde. And, you know, I know people look at me and go, oh, what they see at church, because you don't want to show that, of you know, yeah, of course. Yep. you want everyone to believe that. But I that's one reason why I want to tell my story is because we go we go through things. Everyone goes through things. Don't think I remember looking at marriages in our church at that time and saying, Lord, look at them. And then finding out later that they were dealing with with issues, right. you know, yes, it's everyone, everyone goes through things everyone. and, and don't be judgmental because I, I say this to everyone, you, if I ever hear someone say, Oh, you know, such and such this and such and such that, or, you know, their marriage or whatever. I say, listen, you don't live their life. You are not in their home. You do not know. So, yep. and you don't know what can come down the pike to you. Yep. So Amen. you pray for that person. You pray and don't worry about it. it. Whoever's right or wrong or what's going on, you take, let the Lord take care of that. That's, you know, a hundred percent. Amen. So you just, you just pray for them and God will take care of it. So, but yes, I just, I really, really struggled and mostly through, you know, it was, my mind and, you know, and I believe hormones, women, it's a real thing and you need to get help. You know, hormones are a real thing. I'm in menopause right now. And although I have gotten a lot of help, I've, and that's another thing, get, just get help, see a doctor, talk to someone. I mean, make sure your doc, your pastor approves. I have a mentor in my life and it has been so wonderful we hardly ever speak in person, <laughs> but we Marco Polo and I'll say this, this, and this, and she'll come back and she'll say, Angela, that's normal. That's normal. And this mentor and say, is, okay. this mentor is, um, 
you're a little bit younger than your parents. Yeah. So they're in that, yes. she is in that next season that, that we are entering in. I know. Cause she's mine too. <laughs> right. right. And you know, and it makes me feel okay, you know, because you think you're going through something in your marriage that no one else is going through. You can't get through. And she'll say, this is a season. This is a time. It's normal. And this is what you do to get through it, you know, and she's helped me or I'll think my children are just horrible, you know, and she'll say, Angela, this and that, and th they'll be okay. And, you know, life is going to teach them and life is going to help them. And, you know, but you can drive yourself crazy. I I felt like I was a horrible wife, a horrible person, a horrible mother. And she's like, you are not, you know, you're not horrible. This is, this is normal. You're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. Keep your head up, you know, read this book, pray this prayer, do this, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and just has been a true blessing. And, and also I've, seen physicians. I have been on medication at times um, to help me get through some things. Um, you know, whatever you have to do, if there is a chemical imbalance in your body, you need to fix it. Don't let everybody in your house be miserable, you know, because it's a real thing. It is a true thing. As a nurse, I know that I, I have, you know, I've seen, I've been a nurse 23 years. I know a lot of things that what people go through yeah. and, and it's real. And if you don't get help, you will spiral down a terrible, terrible path. I was to the point I was almost about to start disability. That's how bad I got in my body. I was ready to give up. I was ready. I, I felt like I was going to end up in a wheelchair the rest of my life. I was just done. And, but I just kept pushing and pushing and you should, you know, I know there comes a point when you feel like you want to give up, but you have to just keep pushing, keep looking for answers, keep reaching out. I know sometimes that may not be your personality. That's my personality. I just, I keep researching. I don't give up. And I believe that's what's helped me through my divorce, through this marriage, through everything in life. You've got to pray. You've got to stay connected to the church, even when you don't feel like it. I would I would go to church and then I would, as soon as church was over, I would go hide in my car. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't feel like I had anybody to talk to. You know, I, I was just, yeah. I, it, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I know I that kept, feeling so well. <laughs> I kept coming. I kept coming, even though I didn't want to. And I was hurting and, and I missed them. I missed some Wednesday nights. I missed some Sunday mornings. And my children would say, mom, you can't do this. My children. I would hurt. I would come home and cry and lay on the floor. My children would lay their hands on me and pray for me. You know, they were there for me because, you know, when I went through my divorce, it was my children that I thought about. I wanted to disappear. I wanted to <laughs> drive to California where no one knew me. I was embarrassed. I didn't want to come back here. You know, I, but I said, you know what? I don't care what these people think about me. God knows I have got to have my children saved. I have to be saved. And I know that I knew that in at Souls Harbor because I'd been here before that that's what I needed and my children needed. Yeah. And, and I got to, I got to point out, you know, with you talking about your children laying hands on you when they would see you in, in such intense pain. And, and if we had more time, we could talk about the way that pain was. I need to have you on a different time so we can talk more, <laughs> but you know, you raised 
before you got in extreme pain, before the divorce, before you were already training your kids when they were newborn and two years old and four years old to, to pray. You already had taught them those things. And so then here you are all these years later facing a sickness and a pain and a, um, a spiritual battle that you never imagined you facing. And those, those hands that were little tiny chubby hands that you taught to pray were now these preteen and teenage hands laying on you and praying. That is so cool. Yes. And in church, my boys would come and lay hands on my head and pray for me every time the pastor would say, if somebody needs to be healed, they would come and pray for me and lay their hands on my head. And you know what? In a little way, that's, that's very humbling, <laughs> you know, to have your child pray for you like that. Yeah. When I was supposed to be the strong person, right. you know, I felt like I was letting them down, but they would come and pray for me and lift me up and my parents praying for me and loving me, my mother-in-law, so many people caring for me, you know, and, and sometimes I was even embarrassed because I felt like every time an evangelist would come, if you need to be healed, come to the front. And I was like, oh my goodness, these people probably think I have just haven't claimed my healing. And I didn't want to go up front and admit it, but I was like, God, I have to, I have to for my marriage and for my, my kids. I can't. And, and even not just for my physical healing during that time, it was for my marriage and for my home and peace in my home and joy in my home. You know, I needed that. Yeah. And so when did you, when did you feel like you kind of turned the corner? When did that, that lift and how did it lift? Um, my goodness, it was probably right before my mom passed away. Um, I started doing better physically in my body. Um, I, and the Lord has, has healed me for sure. It has been a journey of healing. I remember my mother-in-law telling me sometimes the Lord doesn't do a miracle. It's a process, you know, it's not an immediate miracle. It's a process of healing. And little by little, I would get everything I would do and try. I would, you know, gain some ground, but sometimes I felt like I would go backwards, but I, I was led to a doctor who I actually am, I take an antiviral medication and that has absolutely, that's all I take. I don't take any pain medication, you know, and I was, I'm telling you, I was, I was on it all. I was on, I tried everything. Um, but I take an antiviral and I believe that it does, it has helped me. Um, but I'm supposed to take three a day. I only take one a day and sometimes I miss it and I'm fine. Um, but also I have made some changes in my life, the prayer, the, my job change, the change of stress in my life with my job, sleeping well is very important. Eating properly, just taking care of myself and doing what I need to do. Um, it has made a big difference. And then, then when my mom died, I had a little bit of a nervous, not a nervous breakdown. I don't know, depression, whatever you want to call it. I, it was rough. And I actually saw, I thought, I finally said, this is it. I saw, I seen a psychiatrist and, um, and a counselor. Um, and it was the most amazing thing for me because I finally, even though people understand you and you have your friends to finally have a doctor validate what you're going through. Um, that was a big help to me. And, through that person and through prayer, 
I finally began, I began to see the light at the end of, end of the tunnel. And I, I just, it was just a gradual process that I began to feel it lift. And um, I, I really don't know like an exact time, but it all just seemed to come together. And, but I had to work at it and I had to work at it in my mind too, right. that this, I had to change my mindset. Yeah. Um, your, your mind can do so many things mm -hmm. and I had to give it to God. And every time something would come up in my mind, I would rebuke it. And I would say, I'm not going there. I'm not, I'm not letting the devil control my thoughts. I'm not, wow. I'm just going to push it away. Wow. You know? Oh, and, wow. Well, you know, we've been very good friends for many, many years. I, unfortunately, I can say decades. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know that we have so many more things we can talk about, but we do have to stop. Um, before I go, I have to say that Angela's son, Harrison, has a podcast called Walk, Run. And he interviews, um, Harrison interviews uh people who operate various ministries in churches. And so that's a, another podcast that, that you would find interesting. Those of you who know Angela and know her family, you would find it interesting just to see what Harrison is doing. Cause it's a very good podcast, but then people who are involved in various ministries at your church, you would also benefit from, from hearing it as well. Angela, yes. thank you so much for telling us your testimony today. No problem. Thank you for allowing me. I've wanted to tell the world. I've thought about doing a blog or something. I'm like, I need to get this out. I need to help people. So this has been been perfect. I'm so glad. So. And, and um, you've got so many more things to say. So we have to do this again. Okay, I will. Okay. I love you. Have a great day. I love you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.